Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 now, but welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. We'll tell you that guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. I know I swung by there last night to pick up takeout, saw Taylor Medic and the gang at Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, 9990 Jasper Avenue, the 99th Roos Chris Open in North America. As we head off to our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling, paying overtime rates and their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hi, John. How are you doing? John, you there? Hello? I'm here. I'm right. here. We got you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Lots of diverse topics for today's <laughs> segment. You know we have Luke Prokop coming up. Uh, you're well aware of the connection. Uh, the the Prokop and the Allard family have you you know you, yeah. you knew Doctor Allard yourself, obviously yeah. you know Harold Rusin, who uh, Harold and Kathy Rusin, who uh, would be Nicole uh, Kathy would be Nicole's aunt, um, mm-hmm. and you also are aware of the fact that the Edmonton Oilers had Nashville not taken Luke in the third round last year, the Oilers were taking Luke in the third round last year, and that's why Edmonton traded out of the third round once the Preds took him to get a couple more picks. This is a, you know, well, this shouldn't be that big of a story, but it is a big story, isn't it? For like, we got to get to the place where this doesn't matter as much as it does today, and it's a, it's it's a very courageous step by Luke, isn't it? It is, uh, and you have to uh, tip your hat to Luke and to the family, and and then uh, in watching social media today, to the the positive reaction around the National Hockey League, around the hockey world, to Luke's decision to uh, announce that he was gay. Uh, and and you you can only hope and pray that acceptance is universal uh, at this time, and uh, I only hope that we can be part of making sure and ensuring that uh, that, that acceptance is in fact universal. Yeah, and you know it, it, it's sort of a it's a, it's it's interesting, and I and I want to you know, again I pointed out uh, Pierre LeBron wrote a wonderful piece. Uh, so too did uh, that was on the Athletic. Emily Kaplan on the ESPN website. Elliot Friedman has done a thirty-one thoughts in relation to. Uh, uh, Luke uh, coming out as gay, so we'll be talking to Luke today at 105, and uh, you know it's, it's going to be a very interesting. Sorry, uh, John, I saw Luke and Josh Prokop with uh, play for Steve Hamilton twice this year at Edmonton uh, during the course of the season, and there's been a development out of, and we'll get to the NHL stuff in a second, but there's been a significant development in junior hockey with what appears to be very stringent rules being laid down by the Ontario Hockey League in terms of what is going to be required to participate in that league, and that is in, in a variety of roles. doesn't matter if you're a player, coach, billet, whatever. you got to be fully vaxxed. And are we headed to this path in other sports as well? Well, uh, personally, I hope so. Uh, I just don't know uh, how uh, it can be enforced. Uh, certainly at the provincial uh, pro- professional level. Uh, 
when you when you deal with uh, with with uh, a a private sector league and which which the Ontario Hockey League is, uh, and, and you don't have a players union involved, uh, perhaps it's a little easier to put uh, those uh, those rules in place. But uh, I fully suspect that. Uh, that would be impossible to do that. We've seen that in the National Football League. It's been impossible to do that. We've seen it in Major League Baseball that it's impossible to do that. Um, I would love to see it, but I just don't think it can happen. All right. And, uh, and again, news of the day involving border restrictions changing for Canada for non-essential travel for Americans, which opens up in August. And uh, for everybody else in September and several more airports being opened up, and that's probably going to, I would think, bode well for the National Hockey League, John. Yeah, I, I, you know, listen. The, the 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 professional sports leagues have uh, had constant communication uh, with the federal government, with the provincial uh, provincial health authorities. Uh, they are well versed in the dates. They have been well versed in those dates from uh, a, a lot earlier than you and I have, Bob. Uh, so I do believe that there's confidence that uh, that we will be able to play. Um, without a fourth wave, I, I think we're assuming, um, and, and the season would start on October the 12th. Yeah. Uh, September 15th for rookie camp, September 22nd in the range for training camp. All right, John, uh, let's get to the fun stuff. <laughs> the expansion draft list came out. We had whirlwind activity uh, on Saturday before teams had to formally uh, put in uh, their protected list. Any, uh, what were the biggest surprises for you, John? Well, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, in the end, I'm not sure there were. I think that, I mean, I, the, the NHL killed a ton of trees when they put out all these lists, I can tell you that. Um, but when you go through them all and when you go through the quality of players that are available, we know that Seattle is going to put a competitive product on the ice. Um, I, I think when, when you go through the lists and you say, oh, I'm surprised this guy's been made available. I'm, uh, it, like, for instance, I thought Brandon Tan of, in Pittsburgh would have been protected. Uh, I don't understand why he's not, because he became such a catalyst for the Penguins down uh, down the down the way. Um, you know, there there are some. You know, Doug Armstrong really tried to move Vince Dunn heavily uh, before Saturday's three o'clock deadline. Uh, so you know, the fact that Vic, Vince Dunn is available and could possibly, I, I think, will be the guy off the Blues roster that will be moved. I think that I, I actually expected a few more trades on Saturday, but it sounds like the prices were pretty high, uh, and and some teams just weren't willing to take on extra cash at this point. Zero surprise with what the Oilers did. Not really. Uh, I mean, I I, th- I think that uh, when you look at what uh, Kenny Holland had to work with, um, this is this is just a, a a part of the process as they try to rebuild the organization in so many ways and and create more depth. And, you know, I mean, uh, Kenny's, you know, Kenny's Duncan Keith deal is, you know, is still the biggest, uh, biggest uh, player transaction of the off season so far. Uh, and uh, I fully suspect that on the 28th, uh, there will be uh, a, a few more, or at least beginning on the 28th, because I'm not sure that everything will happen on the 28th. But on the 28th, I think that uh, uh, the, the the Oilers will be in uh, in the hunt for some pretty good hockey players. Uh, what are you hearing regarding Adam Larson, who was not protected? Seattle has a three-day window. We've heard conflicting reports. Uh, you and me both know of cases where organizations 
you and me both know of situations where it looked like players had committed and ultimately didn't or were headed down the path. I, I mean, a month ago, John, you and me would have been surprised, I think, that Larson isn't done and that Nugent Hopkins was done as quickly as it was. What are you hearing in that regard with Adam? Well, the Oilers are still hopeful. The Oilers still uh, are thinking there's a chance that, that he can sign, uh, which is a positive. And let's let's understand one thing. And, and you know, this, this whole process is you know, been thrown a little bit of a curveball because of the expansion draft on Wednesday. But Adam Larson has earned the right to go to the market. That's part of what being a professional hockey player is, and that's part of the collective bargaining agreement. So he, we know he has a, a, a fair offer on the table from the Oilers, uh, and maybe, maybe it's Seattle, but, or maybe it's another team that is going to come and, and try to improve that offer, and then at that point, Adam's going to have to make a decision. But at the same time, I, I think that uh, there are people within the organization that still believes he's going to end up in Edmonton. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one for me. Uh, just uh, and we've got you know, it's he obviously fills a, uh, a need here at Edmonton, right? He's a shutdown D. The Oilers have got Bouchard coming. He's got some offensive ability. Theoretically, if Larson were to leave, do you think there's a chance that Tyson Berry would work his way back into the equation? Well, I, listen, their skill sets are so vastly different. Um, I think that uh, Kenny would have to, you know, he's got, he's probably got around $4 million uh, that uh, he thinks it would cost him to, to get a, a number three or number four, which I, I think they feel that Larson's a three, four. Uh, so there, it's, it's a $4 million position. Uh, and who else is out there? And and who else can who else can they get? I think that that's something that, again, you're not going to rush into anything at this point. You're going to wait and see what the market bears and and go from there. Uh, I mean, where Tyson Berry fits in now is is rather interesting. Uh, and it does do they have somebody of that ilk already? Do they if if you if you bring Berry back, are you then diminishing Bouchard's time on the power play? Do you want to? Do you want Bouchard on the power play? I mean, let's face it. The the Barry year was a it had to be viewed as a successful year on both sides, both for Tyson to reprove himself and for the Oilers to know how he contributed to the success during the regular season. Uh, so that to me is a that's a good question, and that's something I think that we won't know. I don't think we'll know on the 28th for sure. Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting one, no question about that. We're joined by John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 1240 Ford Edmonton, back in the 630 Ched uh, into our broadcast location for the road games. Wow, well, you're, 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 back, you're back downtown? Is that really? Is that well, true? southeast, southeast part of the city. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Well, that's downtown for me, you know. Yeah, well, because it, it, it's halfway when you when you arrive in the airport and then drive downtown. <laughs> that's right. There you go. Uh, all right, John, uh, let's do some quick hitters on some other teams. If ever there was an illustration of the importance of the identity of a team, the New York Islanders proved it when the, when the list came out on Sunday morning because they exposed both Josh Bailey and Jordan Everly, two pretty good players that put up decent mm-hmm. point totals, and they protected Matt Martin and Cal Clutterbuck. Now, my theory, John, on this is they're hoping that Seattle, who – Needed a little bit of offense. That was the one concern we heard that the Kraken had was they wouldn't have enough offense. That the uh, Kraken bite on one of Eberle or Bailey, 
and that will give them a little bit more flexibility to sign Casey Zizekas and bring that entire identity line back. Were you surprised by the course of action by the Islanders? Oh, I, I think you know a lot of us were surprised. I think a lot of people thought it, that that, uh, that Bailey was going to be that sixth forward that they were going to sixth or seventh forward they were going to protect. So when I read Mark, Matt Martin's name, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, what's Lou up to now? Uh, and, and let's let's be clear, Lou had a challenging weekend in the first place, and probably succeeded beyond expectation in getting rid of the Andrew Ladd contract. Yep. Uh, which gave him a ton more flexibility to sign Tzizekas. Uh So, so from that perspective, it, it makes sense. I, I, listen, I, I, when you when you if if Lou sat down with Barry Trotz and said, "Who who were the who were the guys that you know who were the straws that stirred the drink?" Uh, it is that identity line. It is that 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 fourth line that I think started almost every playoff game uh, for the Islanders uh, in the postseason. And I, I think there's a huge desire to keep them together, and I think there's a huge desire for Casey to go back there, particularly if you're if you've been an Islander and you're moving into the new building. There has to be some attractiveness to that. So yeah, I, I, the fact that both of those guys are protected, Sazikas as an unrestricted free agent. I mean, it, it made sense not to protect him so that Lou can now go and sign him. Mean, I think that's uh, that's one plus one equals two. I don't believe that Seattle's going to claim Carey Price. How closely is the league monitoring the situation with Carey Price and Shea Weber with Montreal? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the league has already, you know, been all over any team that is trying to uh, bury quote-unquote injured players uh, on that on that list and then bury them for the regular season. I think that, uh, you know, fool me once, uh, shame on me, and uh, fool me, uh, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen uh, when you consider what Tampa did with, uh, with their roster during the regular season and the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, if, if Price, but if Price is having surgery, we know Weber's injuries are much more severe than that. Yes, uh, and that's uh, so. Those are those are two those are two guys that you have to wonder about. I, you know what? I, I I still you know if if I'm Seattle, I'm trying to get a hold of you know uh, medical records. How severe? Uh, how severe is the injury? How long will the surgery take? Um, you know, when you look at the success in Vegas, so much was geared behind the success of having quality goaltending. Yep. And what Marc-Andre Mark Fleury has done, not just in that first year, but has done ever since for the organization. Um, you know, Carey Price's wife is from southeast Washington State in Kennewick, where he played when when yep. he was with the Tri-City Americans. He summers in Kelowna. I, I, to me, there's... There's something there. Um, the only for me though, Carey Price is 34. Uh, come the end of the year, and he's still got a lot of money to be paid uh, and a lot of term on his contract. And you wonder if that's going to be worth it. And I don't think Ron Francis. Oh, in fact, I know Ron Francis is not much much of a risk taker when it comes to things like this. Now, I do have one pick that I think is a surefire pick for Ron Francis in Seattle, and it involves okay. the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me let me uh, let me look at my list. So, I I because I went through the list and I took two or three players from every team that I liked, uh, and I'm going to try to put it together and, and build a a team for about seventy million dollars. 
So I I took two guys off of the uh, the Carolina list that I really like, that I think that uh, that Ron would like. Who who are the two guys you like? I only like one. Oh, who's the one guy? They're taking Jake Bean. So Jake Bean and Peter Morazic are the two guys from that list for me. And Jake Bean is a Jake Bean is a quality hockey player. I agree with you completely. Yeah, completely I completely agree with you. That goal. I mean, I look at Kakinen being there for Minnesota, and thinking, all right, you look at the rest of Minnesota's list, and I, I think that that he's going to be the uh, goaltender. And we all, there's a lot of belief that there's already in place. Uh, you know, they'll be taking Dreger from Florida and getting him signed to a two or three year deal. Jerry Johansson represents him as well. Um, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting one for me, but I think Bean for sure ends up. I'm with you. I'm I, with you. He's he's the first guy on my list from from Carolina. Yeah. And I have Kara by the way from the Oilers going to Seattle. Who do I have going? I have Slater Cuckoo. Really? Yep. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I I, I you know. Um, I, I mean, I, I was relatively impressed with Cuckoo during the regular season and okay. even that short time in the playoffs. I thought he played well. Uh, I, there are so many forwards that I that, uh, that you go through, and you have to, you know, they have to take a minimum of 14. But I have Slater Cuckoo as the guy coming out of Edmonton. Yeah, okay. I, well, I think they'll take care of but uh, And I would have, just for the record, I could see era if he doesn't get uh, claimed I could see him re-signing maybe not at the same rate that he was making last year and I also think the owners need to contemplate re-signing Cuckoo here Cuckoo's represented by Rich Winter out of Edmonton uh, mm-hmm. who's also got Thomas Tatar and that's going to be our final point of uh, discussion on today's show John we've had a lot of discussion on the left side a lot of people believe Taylor Hall re-signs in Boston a lot of people believe is there any concern that Landeskog doesn't get done in Colorado by the way Gosh, that's a, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I would. I, I, my gut says no, but there's just something. There's just something that's uh, nagging at me that says that the, this is beyond money for uh, Landis Cog, and it's about relationships. And I think that uh, as the captain of the team, I'd love to know really what his relationship with the coach of the team is. Well, Gabriel, again, Landis Cog has earned the right to go to free agency. And I don't think anybody can, should begrudge him that. And he's the type of guy that I think would garner some interest by a few teams um, uh, across this league. Uh, do I think he'd have more fun when, in Colorado and enjoy it there with that, that team and what that team is about to become? I think which is still a pretty good hockey club, maybe. But I, I, I have full respect for Gabriel Landeskog and what he wants to do. All right. Uh, John, love having you on the show. Thank you for your time. Cheers. 12.52 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Down. We'll take a quick timeout. There's tons and tons of texts that have got into today's show. We'll get to some of those when we return. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.54 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. 
For you golfers out there, if you're looking for a great VIP golf trip, you can join New West Travel, Dennis and Jason Laliberti, on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains of Whistler, B.C. This package includes airfare, in private West Jet Charter with complimentary open bar and meals, three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel golf tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now. You can get a free upgrade to a one-bedroom suite as well. To book your tea time, call New West Travel. You can reach them at newwesttravel.com. All right, here we go. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. We got a host of texts, a fleet of texts to get through. Here we go. This texter says, Bob, uh, I think if the Oilers can't get Hosa, they should trade the first in Neal. Ooh. Um, I think you'll see the Oilers be creative with the CBA with James Neal. You could see a trade down. There's no question about that. Bob, where would Landis go? What team needs that guy right now? Well, many would say Edmonton would make sense for Gabriel Landeskog. I still think there has to be a way that Gabe Landeskog ultimately resigns with the Colorado Avalanche. It just makes way too much sense. Lots of teams would like him. Bob, why wouldn't Seattle draft Carey Price and flip him for 50% retained for a first-round pick and prospects? Wouldn't that be more beneficial for the Kraken than just picking someone else off the, the Habs unprotected list? Even the Oilers should be in that kind of deal. That's a lot. Of, all I would say is there better be some good prospects there because if you're going to retain 50% of what's left on that deal, it's a lot of money. It'd be more than one first round. Just just think of uh, going back to when the Maple Leafs gave up a first rounder for Carolina to eat the remaining salary on Patrick Marlowe a couple of years ago. It's not just going to be one pick. This text comes in saying, Bob, I don't have a problem if Larson doesn't come back because he's earned the right to do what he wants. But if he leaves, the Oilers cannot use the money to re-sign Tyson Berry. You don't win any playoff rounds with Berry, Baron, Bouchard on your right side. Bob, does uh, Price's no movement clause goes with his contract if he gets to be traded? Yes, to answer your question. That incurs. Sonny in Vancouver says, Hey, Bob, if the Blues are willing to lose Tarasenko for nothing, and if Seattle takes Vince Dunn, doesn't Tarasenko riding McDavid or Drysaddle shotgun for two years make sense? Gives Holloway time to find his legs in the pros from Sunny in Vancouver. You might see Dylan Holloway play center, not left wing, as a pro. And the point being made that you can't flip Price unless he waves his no movement. That is correct. So he's got a say, potentially, in where you can go on uh, Carey Price as well. Uh, Bob, the NHL has already smashed the idea of the claim uh, of the claim and trade. Yes, and that's the, again. There's factors there. We're aware of that. Thank you very much. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Tim says, Bob, I'm listening live on the radio, and your program has been clicking out for ten to twenty seconds and then back on. This happened several times last week as well. Tim, unfortunately, I have no idea what's going on there. I can't help you out. Sorry, just the way it is. Again, you can uh, text us, 780-496-0063. Bob, do you think Travis Hamanick would be a viable replacement if Adam Larson signed with another organization? Um, maybe. I think that's a fair suggestion. Uh, this text comes in saying, Tim, get your radio fixed. <laughs> there you have it.
All right. Well, again, coming up, uh, the biggest news in hockey today involves Edmonton area product Luke Prodock, uh, Prokop, who the Oilers organization had a quite a – you heard us talk about him going into the 2020 NHL uh, draft. He is the uh, first uh, signed NHL uh, prospector player uh, to come out as openly gay. Luke will join us today at 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.